podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. My name is Kay, just the letter K, and you can find me at no.tracers on Instagram, no tracers on TikTok, or just the letter K on YouTube. If you guys actually would prefer to watch this episode, you can go to the Just the Letter K YouTube channel and you can actually see my guests' photos along with hearing the podcast audio. I also have a version of this on my website for those that are hard of hearing that would like to read the episode. Uh, It's been transcribed by podcast.ai. If you guys have a podcast yourselves and you want to get it transcribed, I highly recommend podcast.ai. I I will put a referral link down in the description in case there are any other podcasters listening to the show that are trying to get their podcast transcribed for the hard of hearing. Or if you want to turn your podcast into blog posts like I have, that's another option. So my guest this week is Chaotic Photo. If you don't know who Chaotic Photo is, she's friends with Mun Monster. Uh, So if you heard my past episode, Mun Monster, uh, this guest is friends with them. And uh, I think that I love having people reach out to me on Instagram and say, yo, I love your show. And that way I can, you know, get them to come on the show. Like I would love to have more people on the show. I'd love to do more than one a week of these. So if you're interested in coming on the No Tracers podcast, please hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram so we can get you on the schedule. Before we get into this episode, just a few things really quick. I'll try to keep it short and brief. I know people are like, you take forever to get to the episode, but listen, I got to open up the show. This is the opener. You know what I'm saying? So first of all, I have a book out, a photography book about my explorations called No Tracers and Urban Explorer's Diary. I have five copies left that I will sign for you and give you a signed photo print. You just got to go to notracers.com. That's also where you can read the blog or you can read the transcribed episodes of the show. You can see my adventures over there, my photos, my videos, everything. So notracers.com slash shop for the book and Our partner on this show is Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you want to murder your thirst with some canned water, check out this ad I made for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, Or if you're trying to lower your waist footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death, murder your thirst. So use code just the letter K at checkout on liquiddeath.com. I think you also have to buy a koozie set for your water in order for the discount code to work. They kind of changed it up on me, uh, on all of us, of all the affiliates. So unfortunately, you got to buy a koozie set as well. But it's like, I don't know, $5 for a koozie set. Not a big deal. And then you get 10% off your entire order, which is awesome. Liquiddeath.com, promo code just the letter K. All right, without further ado. Let's get into this episode. Also, if you like it at any point in time, please leave a rating and feedback, and I will send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place I have explored. Cool. Chaotic Photo, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. 
Um, well, my name is Nikki. Um, my Instagram handle is Chaotic Photo. Um, people, uh, honestly, they get that mispronounced quite frequently, but it's it's just Chaotic Photo. Um, I want to say I've been exploring seriously for the last four years. Um, I didn't really know it was a thing that people did when I was a teenager. We were always just kind of like sneaking around into old buildings. And then, you know, years later, I find out that there's a whole community of people out there that do this. Yeah, it's crazy. I was talking to somebody yesterday that I was filming a video for, and I told him that I explore abandoned places. And he was like, wait, that's like, people do that? And I was like, yeah, there's like a whole whole huge community around the world that does it it's crazy so tell me like what got you into exploring in the first place you mentioned you you did this kind of stuff like as a teenager but what what got you into it um it was kind of um a natural progression from photography um because most of that's what i am first as a photographer um i'm a portrait photographer specifically um but i'm really interested in like horror type themes uh, so that naturally kind of led me into bringing my camera into some of these abandoned places that I found is because it, it fits the vibe so perfectly with what I was trying to achieve. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love that these locations give us the opportunity to to make those like creepier, darker photos. I had somebody on recently from Portugal. His name's Francisco. And uh, he takes his photos and he also takes other people's photos that like want to collab with him. And he draws these like sketches into the photos. And it's like one of the most creative things I've ever seen. But I love that these settings we go into, they're like almost like made for that. Like the decay gives us the opportunity to make that kind of content. Um, can you talk about why, like, what attracts you to, like, the horror theme? Like, what attracts you to that darkness? Oh, that's kind of hard to really put a thumb on. I've been just interested in horror since I was really young. Um, that was that was what me and my grandmother, believe it or not, did every weekend. We watched horror movies together since I was probably five years old. So it's just always, like been a thing that's been in my life and something that once I learned how to get into art you know what I mean like as a teenager that was just the first thing that I went to gotcha so what was your first exploration like what was your first your first time ever going into an abandoned place what was it uh that was um this really weird little abandoned tractor supply warehouse um it's not there anymore it's it's now uh, a fire station actually out in Ware, Massachusetts. Uh, I went to high school there briefly, but uh, it was it was pretty cool. We broke like it was all open in the back, obviously, so we just kind of walked in. But we discovered it like in layers. So the the bottom part was where we went in and we kind of hung out to smoke. And then, you know, curiosity gets the better of you, and you have to figure out what else is in there. And so we climbed up these stairs that were, like, falling off of the building pretty much. Uh, And it was this huge open, like, I don't even know how to describe it, just like a warehouse building. And it was covered in these old tractor calendars and just all this broken glass everywhere. But no graffiti. It was like teenagers didn't really go there. And um, we also found somewhere in there a dead animal that had just laid there and decayed naturally so you could see its skeleton how it just laid there and died 
it was just the perfect setting. So that that was around the same time I got my first digital camera and I ended up taking pictures in that building. There's actually a couple way back in the beginning of my Instagram. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say I love that like photography was naturally a part of this whole thing. Like for you, like you picked up a camera and you started exploring around the same time. I think that's absolutely amazing. Can you talk about uh, your first camera? Like what did, what did you get? Oh, geez. My first camera was a tiny, tiny little uh, like pocket-sized Coolpix <laughs> digital camera, yes. believe it or not. It was, uh, it, it did the job though. I took some really cool pictures on it when I was a kid. And then after that, I got a Kodak a uh, little zoom camera that I took a lot of pictures on of like the local abandoned places. It was actually quite a while before I got a professional camera. I want to say about five years ago, I, I finally like upgraded and got um, a Canon. Nice. Yeah. I So I started on Nikon and went to Canon and now I'm on Sony and I love that every photographer I bring on this show has a different preference when it comes to like what they shoot with I think that that's one of the most fascinating things because it's all up to your own like your own personal like what you like about the camera and things like that and speaking of gear can you talk about some of your your gear recommendations for people that are just getting into the hobby and this can be your backpack you bring with you a pair of shoes a light tripod anything that that you would recommend as far as gear goes I think the most important is the shoes, uh, honestly. I've gone through so many shoes uh, exploring in some of these places because you think, you know, in the middle of the summer, you're not going to run into, like, a swamp in the middle of this abandoned place. But sometimes the, the water is, like, ankle deep. And you know all the how all the asbestos and stuff kind of sticks to your shoes? Yep. So I would definitely say get a pair of throwaway boots that you don't mind ruining. Cheap ones that you can just replace constantly. I don't know. I don't like to get good shoes for exploring because I waste them. Absolutely. Anything else as far as gear goes? Um, I think a decent backpack and a decent flashlight, definitely. Um, I can pack a lot of stuff into my tiny backpack, uh, like, I usually shoot with my friend Amber. Uh, we have, it's like a crew of the three of us. Her husband, Brandon, typically films our adventures, and then she models for me. And then I pack all of our, like, costumes and stuff into my bag. So you have to, it has to be, like, something that doesn't stick out a lot, but something that you can pack a lot of stuff into. Definitely. I feel the same way. You know, I've been trying to downsize my bag. I have, like, a Wandered uh, PRVKE uh, bag because I like back to them on Kickstarter when they were launching their bag and the bag is great for like traveling and for you can put your laptop in it and you can put like two cameras in it you know all your stuff can fit in it it's like a 21 liter bag with a roll top but like it's so big it's so big and like <laughs> not great for being like incognito when you're trying to sneak in and around abandoned places so I've definitely been trying to like downsize so I'm always asking people for their like bag recommendations, but yeah, I like that you carry like a smaller bag. Um, yeah, we have to honestly, because a lot of the times, you know, some of these places are in like really nice neighborhoods, and when you're just walking around with huge bulky bags, it catches people's attention right away. Yep, absolutely. That that's definitely 
Definitely true. Even even if you're like in a city, like anywhere you are, people are going to notice you if you've got like a big photography bag with like a tripod strapped to it, you know? Especially if there's more than one or two of you. There's times where there's like a pretty decent sized group of like four or five of us going into one place. And we just, we all look a little ridiculous with our huge backpacks mm-hmm. and our tripods. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, one of my questions is actually, do you prefer exploring with people or by yourself? Um, definitely with like Brandon and Amber, the crew there. Those are the two people that I explore with more than anybody else. Um, I don't think I would go exploring by myself very often. Like if it's a little house on the side of the road, I'll, I'll go in quickly for a peek and see what it is, kind of scope it out and then plan to go back later and like do an actual photo shoot. Mm. Uh, I just don't really think it's safe to explore by yourself because you never know. You can fall through the floors pretty easily. Um, I'm rather clumsy for an explorer. (laughs) So it's definitely good to have somebody there if you like fall through the floor or get stuck somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we've heard tons of uh, injury stories on this show. And, you know, that's like a very common thing. Like if you fall through a floor, you're going to want somebody there to pull you out. If you like, you know, we've had a guy talk about his friend getting impaled on a fence. You're going to want somebody there to to assist you if any of this stuff happens. And for you, do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Oh, quite. Uh, unfortunately, there's a quite a few. None serious, luckily. Um, but I, like I said, I'm a rather clumsy person, unfortunately. Um, the day I met Katie, in fact, <laughs> when we went into this really beautiful church, the way you went in, you kind of had to drop down through like this sewer grate type situation. And we didn't know that the sewer grate wasn't attached to the to the floor or whatever so while I'm standing in this hole the grate came down onto my head and that was like wrought iron so that instantly swelled up into a giant egg I'm so I that one was probably the worst yeah did you get a concussion or anything or was it just like it just smacked you I mean it it, I you know, I saw stars for like a second, but I, it was fine. You know, I just got a huge egg on my head. Oh, man. And, you know, that was at eight o'clock in the morning, might I add, the beginning of a four trip spot day that we had to shoot. So, <laughs> oh, my God. It's not a good way to start the morning. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, can you talk and, about. You know, the whole time. So, yeah. I was like, don't film that side of my face if you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you talk about the uh, mentality of an urban explorer? What makes you do this? Like, what makes you keep going back to these places? Um, For me personally, it's just like a love of finding old stuff and making it new. Not so much new, but like making it your own and making it art. Taking something that's old and decaying and turning something beautiful out of it. I think that's kind of like a interesting little trick that we can all do. Definitely. I don't know. I think a lot of people don't see the same things that we see when they look at these buildings. They just see like, you know, an eyesore. Whereas, you know, you look at the peeling wallpaper and you're like, that's the best peeling wallpaper I've ever <laughs> seen. That's not the biggest picture. Yes, we nerd out over the decay. And I think that's absolutely 
amazing and very unique, you know, and that's why I like talking about the like the mentality of what we do because it's not like a normal thing, you know, it's not not everybody is like, oh, cool, abandoned building, let's go inside. But like anytime I, I'm driving around and see something that looks even slightly abandoned, I'm like, you want to you want to go check that out real quick? <laughs> Yeah, it just it gets your curiosity going. I don't I don't know. I don't know how people don't look at old places and instantly wonder what's inside. You know, even when I was a kid, looking at creepy old haunted looking houses on the side of the road, wondering like, oh, I bet something's cool is in that basement. <laughs> like, let's go in the basement. Let's hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> Got to find out what's in the basement. Yep, absolutely. Um, so what's the longest amount of time you've spent exploring an abandoned place? Uh, I think at one particular spot, probably five hours, but it was this, it wasn't a large place. Oddly, it was, um, this mansion that we went to, uh, my friend Amanda and I, she's Minerva Creates on Instagram. Uh, we shot at the clown mansion as it's known up here. And that was like the first real mansion that I had ever gotten the opportunity to shoot in. So when we got there, we just, we spent the entire afternoon shooting everything until the camera batteries died. <laughs> That's incredible. I love hearing about like the longer explorations. I think they're, they, they can be uh, tiring, but they're also like so much fun to be able to be in a place for that long. Because, like, oftentimes we're, like, worried about, you know, getting kicked out or security. And so, like, the more time we can spend in these places, I think the the cooler the experience is. It's almost like a trick, though, because the longer you spend there, the more comfortable I start to feel. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, if nobody's come by now, then we're fine, probably. <laughs> and, then and then the next thing you know, you're shooting there for three or four hours and the sun's starting to go down. And you're like, I don't want to be here when it gets dark. <laughs> yeah absolutely so speaking of like got like needing to know what's in the basement and like you know doing things after dark like what what has been your scariest exploration mm, as far as scary i don't i would probably say that this we had one scary incident um exploring an abandoned prison which was pretty weird because I'm, I'm open to the idea of ghosts and all that type of thing, but I'm also like, I've never experienced a ghost situation, so I'm skeptical. But um, we were shooting inside the cells of this old prison, and Brandon, Amber, and I, all at the same time, clear as day, uh, heard somebody say hello. And we thought it was like security or like another explorer, like we were busted. So we started like packing up our gear and getting ready to, you know, bail out real quickly. And we did. We bailed and we dropped all our stuff off at the car. But we didn't see anybody on the property at all. Because, like, it was one of those places where the tiles were so crunchy, you couldn't really tiptoe around it. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, if it was security, we probably would have gotten in trouble. So we, we had no explanation for that one. Uh, that was pretty spooky. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty creepy oh god <laughs> yeah like all of us at the same exact time heard it so it was just it was weird it wasn't like one of us like thought we heard something you know it's crazy like i wish 
I kind of wish I have more like paranormal kind of experiences because like I like I'm one of those people like I want to believe in that stuff. And I did an overnight stay recently at a an asylum in Illinois called Ashmore and it's like super well known, you know, all the biggest paranormal TV shows have like filmed there and all these paranormal investigators go there and this guy hit me up and he was like, "Hey, can you fly out here and then drive 2 hours into the middle of nowhere?" and come film for me while I do my investigation. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And like this place, what it basically you can like rent it out. You know, they have like a, a caretaker that lives or like stays on the grounds while you're there just in case like you need anything or anything goes wrong or whatever. And so I get there and we, we spend like six hours walking around this place in the dark, you know, and, and he's like got a spirit box and like all the gear that you could possibly want for paranormal investigation. I didn't experience a damn thing. Nothing. Not a single thing. Disappointing. Honestly, I'm I'm with you. I'm on the same page pretty much. Like, I want to believe that there is ghosts. I think it'd be so cool if there was. Mm -hmm. Like, living in a haunted house, that's a goal of mine. I think it would be badass. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I haven't had hardly any paranormal experiences outside of that one weird instance. So so strange can't say for sure yet but i'm fingers crossed i'm hoping for it (laughs) just gotta go into more basements yeah (laughs) more basements and more funeral yes for sure uh so over the past year and a half we've obviously been going through a crazy pandemic and uh i was curious have you been exploring during the pandemic yeah you know um we honestly took it as an opportunity to go exploring uh, you know, there was no traffic pretty much uh, on the highways from out here in New England, going all the way down to New York and Philly and Maine. Um, but like, in my opinion, there's no better way to social distance than to be in abandoned places because who else is going to be there? Exactly. We as a little crew like decided at the beginning that we were going to we were going to still hang out with each other and like keep it a tight, you know, small little community, but still, you know, do face to face shoots. Yeah. If one person was going to get sick, then we were all going to get sick is how we looked at it. For sure. I mean, you guys did it the smartest way you could, you know, you kept your circle small and you were socially distant from people, you know, in these abandoned places. We did the same thing. You know, we went out to Colorado for like three or four days and, just explored a bunch of abandoned places out there and, you know, hit like a, the last thing we hit, oh my God, it was crazy. We hit this abandoned military installation. It was like an underground missile silo where they used to store the intercontinental ballistic missiles. And it was just miles and miles of tunnels in the dark and it was freezing. And like, yo, it was like one of the craziest, scariest explorations I've been on for sure. I give you credit. I don't know if I could do that one. Tunnels, tunnels in the underground kind of, where I draw my line personally I'm super uncomfortable being underground yeah I discovered that day that I am also (laughs) uncomfortable being underground (laughs) that's one way to discover it oh yeah for sure I was like you know I've had friends that are like let's go check out this mine and I'm like no that sounds like a dangerous horrible idea but my friend was like let's go to this underground military bunker thing that's like all steel and I was like that won't fall apart on us We'll, we'll be fine and it was terrifying 
Uh, yeah, Amber, uh, she's gotten me into one tunnel so far. It was, uh, it was really a short, small one to get into this abandoned hospital. I was the only way in, essentially, because the rest of the property is covered in cameras. Um, but I was not happy about it, for sure. I was super not excited. <laughs> it was cool once we got in there. It was worth it, but I was concerned the whole time. Oh, yeah absolutely concerned the whole time i get that i totally get that uh so tell me about oh go ahead i was gonna say i don't like places that there's only like one way in and one way out Mm -hmm. those ones kind of make me a little more nervous than the rest of them for sure yeah i totally get that and like that that reminds me of this uh abandoned 17 story hospital we have out here that has like one way in and one way out and like that just gives me the heebie-jeebies because like you know there's only one way that anyone else can come in after you because you have to go out that way it's, it's yeah, not a good time just, if you get lost especially like trying to find that one entrance in a hallway that all looks the mm-hmm. same absolutely so tell me about your favorite exploration to date Oh, that's going to be hard to nail down. We've done so many fun things. Probably the morgue. The first time I got to go and see a hospital morgue has been my favorite still. That was just like such a satisfying adventure. Um, we went to this hospital. It's it's pretty well known around here at this point. Um, it's, it's pretty trash too, unfortunately. You know, once places start getting known, they start getting spray painted. Mm-hmm. But when we went, there was still some active security on the premises that we had to sneak by, which was which was fun. Uh, I kind of like sneaking by the little workers outside. But um, yeah, once we got in there, they still had the autopsy table and the trays inside the storage containers wow. that they keep the bodies in. And it was just like very exciting for me as a horror enthusiast to uh see one in person oh yeah i bet it's always like at hospitals and asylums that's always like the goal for people is to find the morgue and like i have yet to to explore a morgue you know it's like one of those things where i'm like i i really want to do that but they're not always easy to find because they're always in like the back corner you know like in a random place (laughs) Honestly, the most most times we find them near the kitchen. That is so uncomfortable. As far as like, hospitals and um and asylums out here, that's usually like where they seem to be located for some reason. I, I I'm sure there's a reason for it. I can't remember why, but yeah, that one that one was really nice. I the first thing I had to do was get on one of the body trays. Oh yeah, so absolutely. You know, got to experience that. <laughs> we ended up going back to that hospital like probably two or three more times after that, and every time we went back, it just got more and more trashed by other people. It was kind of sad. Mm. Yeah, I hate that. And like, talk a little bit about why we don't share locations for for that. I mean, it's for that reason, but talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, honestly, it's just because most people don't seem to understand the amount they don't respect history in the same way that explorers do i think so they see like these old buildings and their first instinct is to like break things or spray paint them and explorers and photographers i think in a way we're trying to preserve these places 
by photographing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's just, it's really disappointing when you see terribly spray-painted dicks all over beautiful churches and yeah. old mansions that could have so much potential for photos, but then you have to spend two hours in Photoshop taking out all the graffiti. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's just like they're, they're making more work for all of us. It's kind of rude. Yeah. I mean, dicks and swastikas, like, I'm not about that. Like, why? Yeah. Like, I, I like really well done graffiti. Yeah. In certain places, you know, when it's like, it's really trash or like really de- super decayed, you know, not so much houses. I'm never really one to spray paint in houses. I think that's really shitty. Yeah. But if people did really nice tags and like, super old asylums in the right places that's one thing but yeah the swastikas and the dicks i could definitely do without yep same uh so we do a lot of research before or after we go into these places most of the time because we're curious about like where they started out as um do you have a favorite history of a place that you've explored um history probably there's this place out here that we call the french mansion um i'm not sure why we call it. it's just it kind of reminds you of like a beautiful like french palace style with the way the painting are on the ceilings and there's so many like ornate carved parts to it in the fireplace mm. um but it has a really weird history that was honestly super hard to dig up Brandon did a really good job at finding a lot of the documents and stuff linking to it. But essentially, there was this family that lived in this house, and um, the father kidnapped the son and took him abroad. And because of the way the government worked in that country and the way that the government in America works, no one would help this woman find her son. And it was essentially, that's the reason why this place was abandoned, was this woman went to this country to find her child, and no one heard anything from them ever since. Wow. Which is, it's really sad, and it's weird, because you can, um, when you're walking around, there's pictures of the girl that lived there, and then, like, you see pictures of her in, like, shorts, and then you see the shorts on the floor that she was wearing in the picture. It's like... Whoa. It's creepy, but it's it's also, like, fascinating to see how people live like that. Because mm-hmm. it's such a crazy mansion. I can't imagine that being your home. Oh, right. It is crazy. I, I uh, When I was a kid, my grandparents owned a uh, an old plantation house in Louisiana. And it was, like, eight bedrooms, two floors, like, absolutely crazy huge. And, like, they lived there. And, like, when I was a kid, they did, they, like, had stopped, like, renting it out for people to stay at. So it was always just an empty, like, mansion, basically. And it was so nuts to just be able to, like, run around there as a kid and just discover all the nooks and crannies of the place. And it was just crazy to experience that, like, my grandparents, like, lived there full time, you know. And unfortunately, the cost became too much and they had to sell it. And now it's, like, a, a venue for weddings. And it's, like, a beautiful place. But they, they've totally yeah. changed, like, the inside. Like, all the wallpaper is different and, like... That place had such a story, you know, it was built in like the 1800s or, you know, it it, it was just so sad to see it leave the, the family's hands, you know, because like I, I, if I had made enough money 
obviously as a kid I couldn't but like now like I would have loved to take over the place and like take care of it and stuff because it was just so beautiful it was like you know in the like French area so I I totally know what you mean about like that French style of of architecture and stuff oh yeah I I think about it all the time you know if I ever won a million dollars that I would just buy all these beautiful abandoned properties and try to restore some of them because they're just so gorgeous Mm. and I know that some of them are going to get demolished it seems like such a waste of history yeah absolutely yeah I talked to a guy on the podcast uh he goes by after the final curtain and he goes into abandoned theaters and he takes the photos of them and then reaches out to different organizations to help get these theaters restored and like turned into like other things but with while keeping the architectural integrity of the building and I think that that's super cool and I I hope to one day be able to do things like that and be able to like help restore some of these places kind of like what you were talking about with like the mansions and things because I feel like we are losing a part of our history when these things get demolished yeah you you don't see places that get built like that anymore, you know, not to sound like a super old person <laughs> at all, but you really don't. Like, all the modern houses that you see, they're all the same cookie-cutter, boring, mm. cut-out houses. You know, there's no personality in these places, which is really sad because, like, for the last hundred years, people have put their heart and soul into the places that they live, and it doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, people used to build their own houses and now we just have, you know, construction company do it, which like there's nothing wrong with that. But like, you know, don't you want your home to be a, a like a a part of you, you know? Yeah, you know, I've, I always say that I want to get an old Victorian house and just make it like this crazy, weird art fun house yeah. and just every room makes something weird going on in there. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. So... Tell me how you came up with your username for Instagram. Like, where did Chaotic Photo come from? Um, So I was honestly looking at online for different ways to spell chaotic. And that is where the spelling came from. Because I was trying to think of something that described my name. My original Instagram handle was just my name and a bunch of random numbers. It was terrible. (laughs) Um, It was like... Trying to explain my photography was kind of hard because I do a lot of different things. Like, I'm I'm honestly all over the place. I do landscapes. I do portraits. You know, I do exploring. I, I work with kids and all kinds of stuff. So it's just a bunch of chaos. Hmm. And that's where that idea came from originally. It's perfect. Uh, it perfectly describes your, your photography. I think it's incredible. Uh, so talk a little bit more about like social media. What has that done for you as a creator, as an explorer? Have you been able to like meet up with other explorers through there? Like, just tell me a little bit more about social media. It's weird. Um, I know a lot of people don't really care for social media, but it has created so many opportunities for me as an artist. Um, I've met some of my best friends through the internet, honestly, like the, the crew that I explore with Brandon and Amber um we met through instagram you know like a friend of a friend was like hey you should follow these guys they're into the same stuff as you and then um amber actually friended me on facebook and was like hey where's this clown house do you want to trade locations and i was like yeah i'll trade with you and then um we explored this really cool old asylum together 
in October of like 2019. And then we've just like been exploring literally almost every other week since then. It's been so much fun. And, you know, I've met really cool people like Katie uh, through Instagram as well. And I've also really cool got to like speak personally to some people that I really admire in the art community, which is just really nice to be able to speak to people that you look up to. That's awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I've been able to connect with uh, so many people, especially through this podcast, you know, and like recently I went to Nashville and met up with one of my previous guests, Abandoned Nashville, and I also got to meet up with another guest of mine, uh, Big Banks. They happened to be exploring together while I was there, and I was like, oh my god, like, do you guys want to, can I, can I come? <laughs> so we ended yeah, up, yeah, we ended up exploring a, a an abandoned school together with, uh, so it was Abandoned Nashville, Big Banks, and Steve Ronan, who's like super well known on YouTube. Uh, so that was like a really, really cool opportunity and experience to get to not only meet up with people through the internet that explore, but people that I've had on this show, you know, like that's so cool to me. Oh yeah. It's super satisfying when you like, you talk to someone for like a year on Instagram and then you finally get to go exploring together. And it's just like a natural friendship at that point. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. Absolutely. Um, We, we explored with Steve actually at the, um, the hospital that I was telling you about with the morgue, uh, way back on his channel. And coming out on Brandon's channel, the need for exploration is a couple of stuff that we did together. I think it was last summer. I want to say, yeah, probably nice. last summer. That's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a, cool. he's great. Uh, he's super rad. Yeah. Um, do you have any goal places, like bucket list items, that you've wanted to explore that you haven't quite gotten to yet? Oh, definitely Chernobyl. I'm sure everybody says that. Um, <laughs> That's the big one for me. That Ferris wheel, oh it my drives God. me crazy. I have to shoot it. Yeah. Like, I have to. For sure. For There's, sure. I get stuck on images. If It sounds kind of weird, but just I get these particular shot ideas in my head, and I, I have to shoot them or I go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I totally get you. Uh, and then if you could live in one place, like one building you've explored for a week, comfortably without getting kicked out without other people showing up which place would it be uh definitely the clown house uh just because i am a circus lover and it was such a beautiful mansion it's really only one room that's circus themed at that place but um every other room had these beautiful different color schemes bright yellows and greens and pinks and it was like, I would buy that house if I had had the money because it, w- it was on the market for a time. I heard it's actually getting restored or renovated, which is really cool. Um, I'm dying to see pictures of it if anybody finds out what happens to that in the future. Yeah. Pictures. Anybody listening to the show, if you guys go there after the fact, please send some photos to Kayak Photo so that she can see those. <laughs> and me. I want to see this house. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, do you? So this is a, a weird question, but I'll, I'll ask it and see if you have uh, any advice for it. How not to get caught? Do you have advice for this? <laughs> you know, um, there's a couple of good ways to not get caught, in my opinion. Um, we're, we're really careful um, about 
how we explore these places because nobody likes to deal with the cops. It's just like not a fun thing. And honestly, in the last two years of exploring, we've only had one instance where we've been spoken to by the police. Um, we've we've never gotten like a knock on wood. We've never gotten arrested or anything exploring. Um, I think due to cut because of how meticulous we are about these spots. Um, definitely research. That's where it starts. You want to know how to get in and out of most places. I think a lot of times when people get caught, it's because they're going in blind. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes it's unavoidable, you know. You got to do it sometimes. But if you can, figure out how to get in ahead of time. That's definitely a bit of a game changer. Um, and go early. Like, before sunrise is usually when we try to get into places because everybody else is asleep. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of traffic. Mm. If it's in the city, um, no one's really awake at that time. So always, always go early, as miserable as it is to get up at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Hey, it's great advice, honestly. You know, like I feel like I'm going to take that advice, you know, get up as early as you can and just go just suffer through it because it'll be worth the payoff in the end. You know, so many times I've tried to uh, explore at like noon and you're like, this is everyone's on their lunch break right now. Like (laughs) some places, especially like I said, in the city, you just you can't go in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Like we've done places that were on Main Street (laughs) in like a really busy residential town and as soon as eight o'clock rolls around, people start leaving for work and kids are going to school and yeah. they're like walking by the building we're inside of. <laughs> and I always tell people, uh, Sundays are explore days. Sundays are the best days to explore, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Sundays and holidays. I oh, think yeah. Too, because Thanksgiving? Else is- fucking go. <laughs> mm-hmm. New Year's. New Year's is a good day, yep. too, to explore. Yep. Absolutely. Any holiday is good for for exploring because everybody's either at home or, you know, looking somewhere else, doing something else. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. It's great. Definitely the best time. Oh, yeah. I think that's how we rang in uh, 2020. We explored an abandoned church on New Year's Day. That was really cool. That's rad. That's so cool. So my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Uh, definitely to take more pictures Mm. and bring spare batteries. (laughs) Always bring spare batteries because, I don't know, whenever I get home from a place and I'm going through my pictures, no matter how many pictures I took, I'm like, why didn't I take more? Why didn't I take just a couple more shots of the wallpaper or that creepy hallway? Because some of these places, you really, you can't go back to them because they'll be gone. Um... There's been a lot of spots that we went to that, you know, not even a month or two later, they got completely demolished or destroyed by vandalism. Yep. So shoot as much as you can um, while you can. Love it. That's great advice. So if people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Just drop your social media again. Um, so you can find most of my pictures. Um, the uncensored ones will be on chaoticphoto.com. Um, the Instagram acceptable ones will be on Instagram with the same name. Um, but definitely also check out 
the YouTube channel that uh, Brandon puts out at the Need for Exploration. Because that's where you'll see all the videos from our trips that we've been doing. He does a really great job filming um, with his wife, Amber, who's my, my model and my best friend there. So I yeah, just follow along with our little crew because we got a lot of fun stuff planned for the summer and upcoming into fall is going to be crazy. Awesome. Yeah, we've got Halloween coming up, so I can't wait to see what you guys do this year. Uh, Halloween starts September 1st. That's right. We'll actually, we'll be in uh, we'll be on your part of the country uh, in September for a week. Oh, yeah? You're trying to, trying to explore? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, which is really exciting. Hey, yeah, if you're around uh, the Washington area out up in September, we can definitely link up and explore. Look, I can get to Washington. I'm in California, but I can get there. <laughs> well, let's do it then. Let's definitely link up in September. Awesome. Let's go. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another week of the No Tracers podcast. If you guys liked this, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback. It helps the podcast grow and it helps us find more listeners just like you. We're ranked super high on the like society and culture section of podcast so thank you guys for making that happen if you do leave a rating and feedback i'll actually send you a signed photo print so if you want a free photo print all you got to do is leave a rating and feedback take a screenshot of it and send it to me at no.tracers on instagram and i'll get you a signed photo also if you would like a signed copy of my book no tracers an urban explorer's diary like i said at the beginning i only have five copies left before i gotta order more so i would love for you to pick a copy of that up All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week for another episode of No Tracers, the podcast. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace.